Welcome to Chopping Down the RD Exam. I'm Dietitian Faraz. I hold a doctorate in education. I've been a professor for several years, and I'm here to help you conquer your exam, and I know you will because you are smart, you are skilled, and you got this. Hit it. Hey there, welcome to the episode. It's been a while since a new episode has dropped, but there's a really good reason for that. And that's because over the years, I've had a ton of podcast listeners and students ask me to develop a program that covers everything you need to know about the RD exam. So I took a break from the podcast to create this program that is going to help you pass, and it's available now. This visuals-focused program consists of 17 video lectures that covers all four domains and every topic that's relevant to the RD exam. And the topics are covered with full explanations, tons of mnemonics, illustrations, animations, tables. And each video lecture also has a pre and post test and a super duper colorful set of corresponding notes. This program is now available on our website at chompdowndietetics.com. And make sure to check out the program sneak peek video on the website's homepage. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. So today's episode is going to be covering insulin therapies. And with that being said... Let's go over our appetizer question. Jeff took a dose of insulin that lasted 24 hours. Which of the following insulins did Jeff most likely take a dose of? A. Aspart B. Humulin R C. Humulin N D. Glargine So there's a bunch of different classes of insulin therapies, and the ones we're going to be covering today include rapid-acting, short-acting, intermediate-acting, and long-acting. So rapid-acting and short-acting are taken before each meal to offset the natural increase in blood glucose that happens after we eat something. So they are referred to as pre-meal insulins, and they're also referred to as bolus insulins since bolus refers to a single large quantity of a medication. Rapid-acting insulins are usually taken 5 to 15 minutes before eating, and they typically last about 4 hours. And common rapid-acting insulins include Aspart, also known as Novolog, and Lispro, also known as Humalog. Now, these insulins have a structure with a different sequence of amino acids as compared to regular insulin. And this property actually makes the rapid-acting insulins really unstable. So as a result, they break down really easily and quickly. So that's why they only need 5 to 15 minutes to get activated. Short-acting insulins are typically taken... 30 to 45 minutes before eating, and they last about three to six hours. And common short-acting insulins include regular insulin, aka humulin R. Now, the structure of these insulins are more stable, so their breakdown takes longer than rapid-acting insulins. Next up, we have intermediate-acting and long-acting insulins, which are not considered bolus, but instead are considered basal or background insulins, and that's because they maintain a steady level of insulin throughout the day. And that ends up regulating the basal, aka fasting blood glucose levels, so they're usually taken once or twice daily and not before meals. The onset for intermediate-acting insulins is typically 2-4 to hours, and they last a long time, about 10-16 to hours. Now one thing to keep in mind is that usually a person who takes this type of insulin takes it in the morning and night, but in the night, Humans are usually sleeping and not eating, 
food while sleeping, unless you're like me and you were eating food in your dreams. But aside from that, humans don't eat and sleep at the same time, right? So if a person takes this type of insulin before sleeping without eating some food, there's not going to be any glucose provided from food. So insulin won't have any glucose to work with and will instead just take more glucose out from the blood, which can result in a person ending up with hypoglycemia. So it's important to educate patients who take intermediate insulin before sleeping to also eat a snack with carbs so that when the insulin kicks in about two to four hours later, there's glucose in the blood from the eaten food breakdown that insulin can work with. Intermediate acting insulin is also known as neutral protamine hagedorn, which is also known as NPH. Now, this is because it's created by adding protamine and zinc to regular insulin, and these extra elements cause NPH insulin to become less soluble in the blood than regular insulin, and less solubility means it takes more time to get absorbed, which leads to a longer onset time and duration time, so that's really what's causing this insulin to have a longer duration time. NPH insulin is also known as Humulin N and Novolin N. Different brands make them, but they are essentially considered the same. Now, moving on to long-acting insulins. Now, their onset time is typically 2 to 4 hours, and they last about 18 all the way up to 24 hours. So that's why they're called long, because they can last a ton of time. Now, two types of long-lasting insulins are Detamir, a.k.a. Levamir, and Glargine, a.k.a. Lantus. We can remember these by thinking, dude, let's go lift, with the D standing for Detamir, the L standing for Levamir, the G standing for Glargine, and the L standing for Lantus. Detamir slash Levamir is formulated to have a fatty acid chain, which gives it the ability to bind albumin for some time before it becomes active. So that time with albumin gives it that really long-lasting effect and leads to slower absorption. And that slower absorption that we're noticing with these last two categories of insulin are what give them their longer-lasting effects. Now, when glargine, a.k.a. lantus, is injected, it forms a precipitate made up of microcrystals at the site of injection, which ultimately adds a ton of stability to the insulin's natural hexamere structure, and that stability allows it to be absorbed more slowly, and it's actually why it's the longest-lasting insulin out of all the ones we've talked about, to the point where a lot of people only need to take it once a day, because it lasts so long. Now, there's different regimens people abide by with insulins as well like continued sustained insulin infusion regimen, where an insulin pump steadily provides basal insulin, and then a bolus dose before meals. Then there's the multiple daily injections regimen, also known as the MDI regimen, and this is where a person takes injections of bolus insulin before meals and basal insulin once or twice daily. This topic is covered more in depth with visuals and a nice table that summarizes all of these insulins in our dietitian exam review program that you can find on our website. With that being said, let's get back to our appetizer question. Jeff took a dose of insulin that lasted 24 hours. Which of the following insulins did Jeff most likely take a dose of? A. Aspart, B. Humulin R, C. Humulin N, D. Glargine. So let's highlight our keywords of a dose of insulin, 24 hours, and most likely take a dose of. So how about A, aspart? 
So this is a rapid acting insulin that usually lasts around four hours. And there's really no way it can last up to 24 hours because its structure is way too unstable. So it breaks down really easily. So we can automatically eliminate this answer. How about B, humulin R? So this is a short acting insulin that usually lasts around three to six hours. So even though its structure is more stable than rapid acting insulin, it's still nowhere near as stable as we need it to be to last 24 hours, so we can eliminate this answer choice as well. How about C, humulin N? So this is an intermediate insulin that usually lasts around 10 to 16 hours. Because of its unusual decreased level of solubility in the blood, and less solubility means it takes more time to get absorbed, which leads to a longer onset time and duration time. But it still doesn't usually last long enough to cover 24 hours, and it wouldn't be the best answer because we have D. So we can eliminate C and move on to D, which is glargine. Now we're on to something since this is a long acting insulin that can last from 18 to 24 hours because of its awesome structural stability. We can also recall our mnemonic to remember long acting insulins, which was dude, let's go lift with the G standing for glargine to help us realize that this is indeed the correct answer. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions or you just need to talk about your exams, hit us up on our socials, which are listed in the episode description. And with that being said, I will catch you later. Bye-bye.